Hey, everyone. Your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. And we've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. Today is episode 156, The Decor Rules You Should Not Break. Should not break. I know. I think that's really interesting. Thou shalt not break. Well, and you know, a lot of times we talk about rules that you should ignore. So I think it's great to know, well, which ones should you follow? We do talk a lot about breaking the rules. So this is going to be a very interesting topic. Yeah, but it's true. I think there are some rules that you really should keep in mind. Sure. Okay, well, let's say what they are and then (laughs) and have cocktails. I don't know. Okay, Uh, Anita, since you think there are, so why don't you start? Yeah, Missy, if you think you know what you're doing. Oh, I think I do know. (laughs) Uh, Well, I this is, I think, a really key rule, and that is you really, unless it's a super short window. You really want those curtains to go to the floor and as tall as you can and to the floor. Uh, Learned this one the hard way back in the day when I first started making curtains. I did them just about the size of the window Uh and they looked pretty stupid. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I agree, Anita. This is a biggie. I think it is. Hang them high, swing them low. That's what I always say. (laughs) Well, and then as a, uh, are you, that sounds a little scary. That's a, that's a, that reminds me of the tow no. trucks for Valentine's Day. That apply to a lot of things. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, yeah. the, the thing I also want to add to this is not just to make sure your curtains are long enough, but make sure they're full enough. I think you want at least oh. a double fullness. Oh, oh such a good, yes. such a good tip. Because such when they're tip. skimpy, I don't know. It just it feels looks cheap. Even if your fabric is expensive. They will look cheap. Absolutely. They don't fit the window properly. Here's mm-hmm. a mistake I made that I, and it should be a rule if it's not. Really think about your rod placement first. Ah, uh, so it all good, goes good into the tip. same rule. Okay, right, so right, two right. things. Yes, we like to hang them high. So it also helps you get the appearance of a taller ceilings. But you need to think about what's going on in that space above your window before you decide to, to follow that rule and where you're going to mm-hmm. put it. And here's something I did. I just wanted a cafe style. I didn't want to cover the whole window in our office. And I made the the stressful holes in the moldings and put the rods up just sort of right along the top of the window sash. But then I didn't, I didn't think to take in consideration the hook that locks the windows Oh, oh! So, so it you needed more clearance? You mean? Yeah. So no, I I would have liked to have covered that. So I should have just gone like the inch above, but I didn't do that. I thought, oh, this oh. is easy. I'll just follow the mm-hmm. wood along for the four windows, and then when I put the rods up, I realized that the uh, uh, clamping mechanism for the window was going to be exposed. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of moving parts when you think mm-hmm. about hanging curtains. Right. And I, you know, I love 
the rule that Anita's talking about is about the length and the width, but I'm just, um, I'm rifting off that and, and telling you to consider that when you're hanging the rod. So now what I'm doing, I get, got the cafe style, which is of course the half window coverage with the curtain. And now I had to put a header on the curtain to cover mm-hmm. Oh, I got mechanism. you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really want that kind of, I wanted to do rings. Eh. Oh. And so, right. Keep all that in mind. And I think it's really good to have them kind of grazing the floor. Or maybe just that trouser, you know, look where it just. Yeah, the little, the little breakaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. trouser break where it's just a slight mm-hmm. break. That's what I have in my living room. And I like that. Also, the material that I used, which is a, a heavier linen material, lends itself better to that than a, it, I don't think it would puddle nicely. Mm-hmm. You'd have to have a lot, a lot of fabric for it to look good puddled. And then I know that's where Edith would want to take a nap. You know, so. <laughs> Well, the puddling, I think, can be a nice look. But most people have pets that then decide to lay on top of them. Yeah. And then when you're vacuuming, it's a bigger worry about them yeah. getting sucked into the vacuum. So Let's clarify yeah. for those of you who do not know, Kelly is not saying that her grandmother sleeps in a, a puddle <laughs> on the floor. It's her little dog. It's my little dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't Edith. make my mother-in-law sleep in the cut, in the curtains. In the corner, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. no, but Edith likes to be wrapped up, so she might, yeah, a little dark corner would be nice yeah. for her. I, I'm just going to say this is like maybe the number one rule and maybe if you are, are not happy with your room and you just can't figure out why, look at your windows and, and the treatments you have on your windows. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a big thing. And you mm-hmm. may decide to go treatment list, which is fine too. But if right. you're mm-hmm. going to do the, the treatments, I believe that Anita is absolutely right. Uh, well-fitting curtains and drapes mm-hmm. is a rule you should not break. Don't say to yourself, oh gosh, I can save $45 if I got the 86 rather than the 120. Right. Get the hun- get mm-hmm. the longest one that would be appropriate. Oh, I so agree. Right? And buy an extra panel or two for the fullness. I s- oh, I agree with that 100%. I like the carton rod wide ding, enough. Ding, okay. Ding. <laughs> no, I it's like- really for you. It's really for Oh, yay! yay. Oh, well, I would have done it faster if I'd known it was for me. <laughs> so, uh, but Clearly. when you're doing your curtain rod, make sure it's wide enough so that the curtains can hang on either side of the window and you can see the entire window. Sometimes when you do mm. the curtain rod, just the width of the, win- width of oh. the window, yeah. you know, when you push them to either side, you're covered up some of your window. That beautiful, you if be, you have, especially yes. if you have beautiful casings yes. around your window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, good tip. Oh, good tip. But here's the thing too. And I think uh, Anita has done this too, because I, I believe I've copied from her. Um, if you, and you may not have done it for the reason I did it. I did it because I didn't have space on either side for the curtains to hang uh, off the, you know, on the wall rather than covering the window. So I just, have them on one side. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. that look. Well, if you've mm-hmm. got two windows, I love doing just one panel on the left side of the left window and one panel on the right side of the right and window. And you know, Anita, that's a real designer trick. Right. And it doesn't, right now, and especially, and I'm not actually, you know, and that's when I may go with a little less c- curtain because I'm not actually going to ever close them. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you are, you can go with a long rod across your, your uh, length of your win- um, wall where your windows are, and then you can 
do them in many different ways. You can close right. them, keep them open. And right. I think that's a much nicer look than two curtain rods. Yeah, yeah. You can unify it as, as one unit. Mm-hmm. I like that one. How about this? Rugs that are too small for the oh. room. And okay, I've yeah. done this so many times yeah. because it was an expense. Or yep, maybe I, I have to. I found the rug. Yeah, and I couldn't find the bigger size, and I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to go with this. And it was it's always a mistake. No, it always. really is. It always is a mistake. It looks bad. It just mm-hmm. it, it just looks silly. And like you're putting a dollhouse rug in, in a regular people house. I think and there it, is one exception to that. Okay. And I think it's hide rugs. Well, but even those, uh, layer them. Yeah, you know, layer them. But size. like my zebra rug, it mm-hmm. sort of... It was in the middle, and it, it went. It worked. It's layered on top of another rug, right? Uh, well, now it is, but for a, quite a long time, it, it was the cheese stands alone. But- okay, so <laughs> if your rug is too small, you don't necessarily need to go get a new rug. You can buy a layer or something underneath mm-hmm. it and layer your rug on top. And I've certainly done that as well, and I think it, it's a nice solution. And I think the front uh, legs of your furniture should sit on that rug. Well, I would say minimally. So you can't minimally. That, That's what I, I mean. Say, minimally. Right, minimally. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a dining room, I think you want to have room so that even if you pull the chairs out a little bit, they're still going to stay on the rug. Absolutely. Yeah. I think those are, that's a cut and dry. Do not break this rule because if you do, you're just going to, it's going to look odd. You're going to be upset that you made an investment that's not working for your home. Exactly. Exactly, because it's whether it's the five by seven for you know three hundred dollars or it's the nine by twelve for six hundred dollars, you're still spending three hundred dollars for something that won't work. Yeah, so that's really a waste. Mm -hmm. So think about it: if you've got a queen size bed, you probably want at least an eight by ten rug underneath it, and if you have a king Mm -hmm. size bed, you probably want something more like a nine by twelve rug. You know, that is such a good tip. Because people don't know how to put a, uh, if you have hardwood flooring or tile or something, they don't know how to put that rug under the bed that it doesn't look like you've just got like this one inch border around it. Well, you do feel like you're wasting. You know, oh, it's like terrible. that gorgeous slip that you never see, you know, that mm-hmm. part of the rug under the bed, you're not going to see it. But remember I don't think they I, make them where it's cut out. Well, <laughs> remember I was saying they should do that. They should put they should, some yeah. kind of a... I don't know, uh, a nylon or a, or a jute rug and then weave the beautiful pattern around it. So you're just, it'd probably be a lot more economical. Oh, that's but so the, smart. Yeah. But the other thing you can do wow. is ding, do ding. two smaller runners mm-hmm. on either side <laughs> of the bed. Ding, ding for a new product. Oh, idea. you know <laughs> what? I never, I never thought of that. But yes, I don't know do- if I love that idea. Well, but it's something you can do. No, it's not my favorite. But, you know, at the farm, we have three mm-hmm. beds. And so mm-hmm. I did two small rugs in between the beds at one point. And now since that then, you know, is different than having a queen size bed and trying to put two runners on either side. Right. But I eventually went with one big, I mean, it's a 14 foot width rug. I mm-hmm. have one huge a custom made rug in there. And it's really nice. Mm, that does okay. sound it doesn't nice. go to this. It does. It's got about a foot clearance on a couple of the sides mm-hmm. on either side and then a and but it's got plenty of room for you to walk around the beds and really it was the best size rug but it's yeah. huge 
So, and that's another thing. If you need a really big rug, you can have one custom made and have it bound on the edges. Mm-hmm. Like a, a um, what she's saying is one that you would carpet do do your entire floor with, like wall to wall. And there's so many different styles. You can actually have them cut and bound. Mm-hmm. That's right. To, and you and I both to have the ex- one. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. To the exact size you want them. Okay, I'm going to talk your love language now, ladies. Are you Everybody saying pillows? Lean in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pillows. Limited color palette. Oh, oh stop it. yes, stop yes, it. <laughs> Absolutely. Stop there we go. Decorating to me. Oh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Strip mm-hmm. it down to a limited color palette. That is a rule you should not break. You you do not live in a designer showcase house where, you know, the media room is blue and the the uh, dining room is orange and so we want to have a limited color palette, which well, is going to create flow. You're not in the White House. There's not a blue room and a, you know, whatever. Exactly. Red room. Or sure, yellow. Room mm-hmm. Red room. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I so agree with that, Kelly. For you. Yeah, and I think our, that. That's we, one of our faves. We have two wall colors in this house. Um, it, it's either Simply White or Sonnet. And they're both by Benjamin Moore. And they work so well together. One's a white beautiful creamy white white and the other one sort of a beigey white white and that the flow is so delightful oh yeah yeah, that works so much better if you just have a few wall colors and even the colors in the rooms if you have uh well i think we're talking i think what kelly was talking about was a limited color palette in a particular Room, room, yes, but mm-hmm. also if you're going room to room. Oh, well, yeah, I'm talking about the whole. You're the talking whole about the whole bag. Bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think it's helpful. I I think it's very helpful to have a similar color palette for your whole house because you do have more flow that way. And you know, I like to move things around from room to room, and it works perfectly if they're all the same color palette. If they're very you know, different, then there's no moving. It's not going to look good. You are so smart, Anita, because of my neutral color palette i can move things almost into any room i want in my house and it will look good Mm -hmm. i think that's great Mm -hmm. yeah so these things you know we we're kind of renegades you know we like to (laughs) we like to break the rules we like to break the rules rules. we like to make up our own rules ding Mm -hmm. ding ding but there are these are just some basics really just that if you follow these, you are on your path. Yeah, there's to, some things to a beautiful that, home. Yeah, there's just some things that are so smart and classic that you really shouldn't break. And we're talking well, about another- the windows and the floor so far. Mm-hmm. So here's another one: is to have your artwork eye level height, right at the middle of the artwork, should be eye level. So not the bottom of the piece, but the mid piece, mid, mid, mid of center piece. of it. Which, I mean, makes perfect sense so you mm-hmm. can enjoy it. I mean, yeah, obvious, so mm-hmm. obviously people's eye level is different, but they, I think they're saying somewhere between 57 and 60 inches-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Anita, I break that rule. Now, what do you do? You put them up higher or lower? It, it depends. If I'm having a grouping now, this or something. Episode, did you listen to the title of this episode? <laughs> I know that you should not be breaking. Well, this is when I do break. I am very interested. Don't in, listen. Put your fingers in your ears. Okay, if I have like three pictures in a row, uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. I I can really play around with that or a picture with a plate on top. Well, but that's well, but then, and that's different. Mm. Right. Which that might just be your whole of art. thing going on. Like okay, the whole so, unit. So I'm talking about individual pieces of oh, art. Oh, then if I would you agree have with an you. an arrangement of several oh, pieces goodness. that make <laughs> up an arrangement, then you've got to look at the center of all of them. We were going to have to mm-hmm. erase all of this. Yeah, oh, I know. We were going to have to just delete this. That's how we brought it around. No, if you're going to have one large piece, you want to show it off so it looks really good and eye level is best. I tend to hang it a little bit lower than eye level. Um, that's just me. But if I'm grouping um, at my pictures, eye level, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, whose eye level are we talking about? It's all about mm-hmm. me anyway. Come on. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. What is another rule that you would not break? The rule of threes, I love. It's it's very reliable rule. I mean, of course, it can be broken time and time again, but um, it is a great rule to yeah. keep in mind and try to follow. Um, everything looks better when it's in an odd number, and three is a really nice odd number to go for. It's magical, right? It is a magical number. <laughs> and <Anibia> I- Kelly. <laughs> Something like that. I think that is a rule that you really should not break. I think that it's not as interesting to your eye if you have even numbered things. And I think odd numbered things works. It's something that is that geometric calculation in your head somewhere yeah. that you're not aware of, but it makes it much more attractive. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you have nine, 10, 11 things, then it's like, I don't then know. Then you need your curate. <laughs> Right. But the number three does work wonders. And you, mm-hmm. you'd be amazed how many things, if you go look around your house, you're probably already doing this already. And you may have noticed it or you might not have. Mm. But yeah, it's a natural thing that we do. That crazy brain. It just That's does it, right? It, just, it does. It's interesting. I, know. I know. So another uh, rule that I think you really need to follow is having more than one source of light. So not just a ceiling light. Be sure you have some other, some lamps. They could be floor lamps, table lamps, buffet lamps, but have some other lighting in a room. You could have a chandelier and some uh, recessed lighting if you want. But really, I think it's the lamps that I really like Mm -hmm. to see in a room. Well, you know me, get rid of that overhead lighting. I do not like it. Yeah. But it is workable on dimmers for sure, and it does give mm-hmm. you another source. So I would say I wouldn't say get rid of it. Some sort of magic. overhead. So you know, it, on, on talk- a dimmer, definitely. Right. Yeah, but yeah, you're talking dimmer, about sure. the canned lighting, right, Yvonne? It's the canned lighting. No, any kind of overhead lighting. I'm but so you, not like, a fan. If that's fan? your primary source, mm-hmm. you need to be thinking about getting lamps. Right, oh, but yeah. it is nice to have there in case you do need the lighting. If the lamp, because sometimes the lamp lighting is not enough. Well, it don't, yeah. I'm not taking down my chandeliers, darling. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> going to keep those. But so I'm any, those I lamps think too. overhead, then the um, lamp, lamp light, so sort of the nice ambient light, and then some task mm-hmm. light is great in, in every room. Mm-hmm. You know, I even have a lamp in my closet. 
I know you do, Anita. I'm considering a lamp mm-hmm. in my closet as well. And now I'm going to go do that because I want my And you do a lamp in your, your kitchen too, right? I do a lamp in my kitchen. Hey, I just, I mean, this is a little plug for Pottery Barn. I can't remember the name of the collection, but it's some sort of vintage inspired um, etched glass. I forget what they call it. I'll figure it out and I'll put it in the show notes. But they have these little tiny lamps. Like if you, sometimes you just have that little spot that would just benefit so very much with a little bit of light. Uh-huh. Um, and so I bought this tiny little glass, etched glass light where it's, it shines up and the little candelabra bulb is exposed, but it's mm-hmm. super pretty and it's a pretty little base. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that expensive. In fact, I know I got, had a, um, a coupon or a discount code too. And it's maybe about six inches high. And I was able to tuck it into that hutch in my kitchen, which is kind of a dark corner at night. But mm-hmm. again, like Yvonne is saying, I didn't want to have the overhead schoolhouse lights on sure. all the time. Oh, this little thing is such a gem. I would recommend it to anyone that has a dark little corner. Yeah, it gives it ambiance. It's such a nice ambiance. And it this space that I had is you know, between the hutch ca- counter surface and then where the shelves start is, I can't be more than like 12 inches. And this little thing tucks in there perfectly because it oh. has no shade or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So cute. Mm, yeah, Very nice. good. Very, idea. very nice. I love that, but I let's get back to the rule of threes for just a minute. Uh-huh. I think if you do one thing that will overall change the look of your home, is that rule of three. Really? Whoa. Yeah, because we Throw see it, it down in, for the rule of three. We see it in vignettes. We you just see it so many places. You know that well, if you're, you and it's it in easy to switch out. That's exactly well, that's right. Tr- well, I I'm going to agree with you for this reason too. Not every room has curtains. Not every room mm-hmm. has rugs. But you can put rule of three in every room. Wow, absolutely. Good point. Good mm-hmm. point. That might be the best one. And that is room changing. Here's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Leave some negative space. Oh, I love yeah. this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live by this one. Is that your takeaway? <laughs> it is my takeaway. <laughs> I think it's really important. I mean, it's something that I used to ignore that I don't anymore. If you don't have negative space, that means you have clutter and then you have confusion and it's a stressful situation. And we just did the episode mm-hmm. on de-stressing your house. And I think if you don't have those empty and negative spaces, it's going to be stressful. Oh, and, and too, way too busy. Yeah. You're, Don't be you know, afraid of the, mm-hmm. you know, some, Sometimes people are afraid of, uh, you know, not filling the air with talking and all of that, you know, like people mm-hmm. want to fill things mm-hmm. all the time. So people feel that way about their houses. Fill it up while well, there's an empty wall. Really take your time to consider. I now know because I've lived in my house for a while now, decorated, you know, never done, but definitely decorated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still waiting to put things on the walls and I'm making really good choices, but I've taken Anita's tip and I've taken so many pictures, not for blogging and not for little, mm-hmm. you know, close up vignettes, bigger room pictures where I say, gosh, okay, that wall really needs something. But hey, wait, the other one where I thought I was going to hang that whole collection of white plates. No, no, no. Leave it as it is. It okay. looks better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is I such couldn't a good agree tip with you more. You had about mm-hmm. the yeah. taking photos. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Good one. 
<laughs> I couldn't agree with you more about that negative space. Just give your eyes a little rest. Today on my blog, which which will be, I, I think we've taped this a little bit ahead, um, I have uh, decorating ideas, winter decorating ideas for the dining room. And what I do after, especially after Christmas, I take everything out of my rooms except the furniture, the rug, and anything on the walls. And I sort of recreate it. Wow. And I brought in... You add a lot more Christmas things than I do. (laughs) Um, But I, as you put things back, my um, dining room, it doesn't look sparse, but it looks... less but that is yeah. restful yeah and is. that's just what i want i like the quiet in january some people don't like that sparse look well oh, we I have to recover it. after our birthday celebrations <laughs> which you know we need a little calm <laughs> after that storm don't you oh, mm-hmm. oh yes definitely <laughs> okay so then we're talking about negative space and leaving that but then i think there is another rule where you have one focal point in a room. Don't have two wows or Mm -hmm. dare I say three wows or four wows. You want to have one big statement in a room. How do you guys feel about that rule? Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, this this episode was harder than you think because there's just not a lot of rules that we think should be followed all the time. No, so we have right. to come up with these. And think and think and think about this. Well, but just think about it. If you have more than one focal point, your that those focal points will compete for your attention. Yeah, and then it makes mm-hmm. the room um, busy and busy and chaotic, yeah, mm-hmm. and people don't know where to look. And you know, right. again, all of this is kind of going on subconsciously. Kind of oh, like some of the stresses mm-hmm. we talked about that you can mm-hmm. combat. And we right. talked about that in episode 155. So, you know, people aren't saying, oh, wow, look, she's got three items in that vignette. And that <laughs> that art is hung perfectly at my eye level. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. let me turn my attention to the one focal point in this room. I mean, unless you're, uh, you know, a, a true designer. And picking uh, apart a room. <laughs> and picking apart a room on purpose. You, you just getting the feel. Right. Well, and, and I think the thing with this is if you get it right, people may not notice what you got right. But if yeah. you get it wrong, it's kind of glaring. Yes. Yeah. If, yes. if you put like a bath mat in front of your couch and call it a day, on the rug, <laughs> people are going to know this is wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. But- Don't put a bath mat in front of you. <laughs> That's yeah. a rule everybody can take to the bank. That's a good one. Oh my That's the rule for the day that should never be broken. No, no. Don't put that in front of your couch. No, 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 don't do that. Yeah, so there are very few rules. I don't even know how many we have here, but it's just a, really a handful. Yeah, we really had to go over that and think, no, I'd break that rule or no, I'd break that rule. And here's the thing. They're guidelines. The tried and true, like the the three objects or how to style pillows on a sofa. These are these are guidelines to help you and some things are tried and true. They just work when you do it. And if you are a less confident home decorator, 
then that's great because you know you know these rules that if you use them, you'll end up with a pretty good looking house. Right. However, if you want to venture, it's like, mm, no, I don't like to arrange my pillows this way. I may try something a little different and then break that rule. And that's that's great. That's creative. But we're saying today that there are just some that are like sacrosanct. Yes. They, and then if you break them, mm-hmm. it won't It's at work. your own peril. Yeah. If you break them, it's it's not going to look good. It's exactly. not like, oh, I'm getting a little crazy and I'm mixing my patterns. And so I'm creating a little more tension than maybe another person might be comfortable with in their fabrics. Mm-hmm. But hey, that works for me. But it's never going to work to have... High water, high drapery. water curtains mm-hmm. and a small rug and right. a, you know a, a zillion focal points in one room. None of mm-hmm. these things, if you if you do them wrong, it's going to look bad. And you know, isn't it funny? You talked about focal points. I put an industrial shelving unit, not very big, in my living room. I and saw that. that. Very pretty. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you said that. Dude, lady, we don't miss a beat of what goes on <laughs> Yeah, we know what's okay? going on. It looks I great. I got blowback. You know what's going on at Stone Gable. I got a, a lot of blowback from did my you? readers. Yes, oh, I did. I like it. They didn't what like did they it. they not like? They just didn't like the industrialness of it, I guess. Oh. But my, but my living room can tend to be a little formal. Yeah. And... And so how did they think it was too casual or too industrial? Just all over the map. (laughs) Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, but my focal point is definitely the curly Q chest with the big clock on it. Cause when you come into the room, you see that. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal. So that, that, so that little, um, shelving unit doesn't fight with it. No, I have to keep it very, very, sort of monochromatic mm-hmm. and not cluttered. Oh, you did a great job styling it. Mm-hmm. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I thought it was well, beautiful. Well, thank you. Oh, I love it. I loved it. Yeah. From Mrs. Pratt, um, oh. Yvonne talked about uh, buying, decorating books on Amazon uh, that are in the gently used condition. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't recommend that for my sulfoma urine flowers or uh, French accents, which mm-hmm. you should buy in the most pristine conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But he, I wanted to get this um, book that Yvonne, and it's actually, so these are three tips I'm taking from you. I actually bought the book you talked about, uh, or no, one of her books. Anyway. What book was it? Bunny Williams. I think that Yvonne talked about Scrapbook for Living. For Life. Uh-huh. Yes. Life. Okay. I bought the one that I had always thought about getting, uh, but I didn't because I forgot and because it was $60 and because it came with oh. a CD-ROM and what am I going to do with this that This is the now? scrapbooking one? No, I bought... A scrapbook for living is not a scrapbooking book. It's a, a book about decorating. D- it's but, design. Okay. Mm-hmm. Design. I'm a little confused. I ahead. bought an affair with a house. Oh. oh. Okay. So it came. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, it's not in perfect condition, but yeah. I made sure to choose. There's so many sellers and I made sure to choose one where there was no writing. Like maybe somebody takes notes and stuff uh-huh. like that. That's right. They do make a note of all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, you can see all that. So I bought one where I didn't care if the, they had the dust jacket anyway. And it, didn't have the CD-ROM, but I don't, I'm not even sure when this was published, but I guess that was like a big deal then because it's a kind of a collector's book now, I guess. Like, so what was the price first you paid? Edition. I want to know. Okay. So like, minds. like Anita's, you know, book, 
her first edition, it I think Affair with a House is now like a collector's item. So the the ones that were in pristine, brand new condition were over sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. I got mine for fifteen. Yay! What? And all the pages, so it's a little. It looks like maybe somebody dropped it, and so the the spine is a little like accordioned a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Well, that's that's that first edition thing. I've noticed on my book, you can only buy it used the first edition, mm-hmm. and so they, the price has gone up. It's almost sixty dollars for my book. But if wow, you, you go, girl. I noticed on Amazon, but you and Bunny ed- are in the same hut. Oh, in that honey. Department. <laughs> oh, honey, me and Bunny. <laughs> what can I say? But the okay, second well, edition is still less than thirty, and it's coming out this morning. And guess what I'm going to do? Oh, I'm going what? to find um, Yvonne's post about covering her books with burlap, and I'm covering Bunny and burlap. Cool. Oh, there you, there Bunny you go. won't mind that at all. No, she'll think that's mm-hmm, fabulous. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's what a great, a good it's a idea. great book. I haven't read it yet because I'm waiting for a quiet moment, so I might be 97 before I, I get to look say, at it. But... Do you ever have a quiet moment? <laughs> exactly. I don't think so. Uh, it's a big, thick book, too. So I'm, I'm really excited because it's a story of this house that she bought. I believe it's in upstate New York. It could mm-hmm. be Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And it, well, it's a different style than mine. It's the white and the black, and it's an old house. And and she had to do a lot of I guess of I'm going to have to get my copy, too. Oh, it's Thanks. a beautiful read along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can do a read along. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I'll at least get to look at it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Man, this was packed full of some really good tips. And I'm impressed that we all agreed with each other, which rarely happens. Yeah. Well, then, then everybody knows these are really the rules you shouldn't break. So don't yeah, go right. We're serious exactly. about this one. Yeah. The rest, right. have, have at it. Yeah. But these yeah. don't we'll break. send out the decorating police if we hear you <laughs> making, putting a bath mat in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody, we want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. When you subscribe, DTT comes free right to you three days a week. So until next time.